It's a great time because we get to talk to my good buddy, Charlie Burris. You can follow him on Twitter at Charlie underscore Burris, host of Izzy's Big Orange Podcast. And last night was a, it was a little tough one for the boys in Orange, Charlie. And I, I imagine you had to feel the, the, the ramifications of that. Yeah, that was not ideal. Um, I mean, congrats to Vandy. I'll, let's start there. They, they finally got one over on Tennessee, and good for them. Um, you know, what has it been, six years or whatever. Uh, but that, yeah, that was a tough one. I'm, I'm not sure. Obviously, I if I'm remembering correctly, some guys on this show are Vandy guys. You're all Vandy guys. I'm not totally sure. Um, but what did y'all think about that game? Uh, it was a good step in the right direction. My my whole thing is like, yeah, it's it's a relief for Vanderbilt, but I am worried about if I was a fan of the other side, how would I feel? That's where my head kind of immediately went once the euphoria wore down. It was like, okay, if I'm a Tennessee fan, how do I feel? That's what I was thinking because you guys are, the se- without a doubt, the second best team in the league, but does the second best team in the league drop games like this? It looks like it kind of is trending that way. Um where does Rick Barnes fall in all of this? Because there's this lofty expectations for Tennessee. Tennessee is dominant in basketball right now. Well, that's to be considered at this point. But they're also dominant in baseball, and they're kind of trending towards dominant in football. The standard has risen. Does Rick Barnes rise to this new standard? Yeah, there's a lot of weird context with all of this. Because, yeah, the, this team is really good. Number currently number six in America. That's why it was such a big win for Vandy, and they're nineteen and five. That's an incredible record when you consider all of college basketball this season, and that's cool. But Rick Barnes has this lengthy reputation of going out early in tournaments, but then also there's that. But then also he won the SEC tournament last year. There are extremely high expectations of him. He makes five million dollars a year. Um, which is one of the highest in in, uh, all of college basketball. And so when you take all of that into account, like there's kind of become a breakdown of Tennessee fans where some are like, well, don't complain too much. We're 19 and five. And then there are people that feel a little more like myself or kind of go like, yeah, but when you take a look at that 19 and five, if if it was five losses to teams like Alabama, and sure, Alabama's a really good basketball team and, and they might, you might get got by Alabama, mm-hmm. but you're losing to Vandy, who's 12 and 12. They, you know, they had a losing record until last night. You're losing to Florida, who's mediocre. You're losing to Colorado, who's terrible. You're losing to the losing these inexplicable games. But then you go and you beat Texas and you beat Kansas and you win these games. And so, you know, you take the good with the bad. And personally, I mean, my my feeling as of right now, unless they figure something out specifically offensively the defense i think overall is going to be fine but offensively unless they figure something out this feels like another kind of rick barnes early exit team doesn't it it does what do you think about jerry stackhouse came out at the end of the game him and rick barnes had a moment after the game where rick barnes pulls jerry close he was like hey you know i'm so proud of you um and then jerry came out in his press conference he's like that means a lot to me do you think that's just camaraderie between coaches and guys in a profession i saw some tennessee fans had an issue with that is that just kind of like being blown out of proportion it's being blown out of proportion i i, I think you yeah he, he should be proud of jerry stackhouse because i'm 
no offense to the guy, he hasn't done a whole lot of Vandy mm. so far. <laughs> and, hey, he's uh, going to hear you say so, that on this show. So. Yeah, he watches and blocks people for it. <laughs> well, uh, no offense to Jerry, uh, but, uh, you know, he just uh, – like Tennessee fans have no love for Vanderbilt, even though Tennessee in its, in its current athletic form has done – pretty damn well against Vanderbilt in the last few years. Uh, let's put it that way. But still, you know, there, there is no love there. And so they, they see that and they just, they don't want to see Barnes being chummy after he just took a terrible loss to a bad basketball team. I mean, that just is not, that's not something fans want to see, but honestly, at the end of the day, yeah, that, that will be blown out of proportion because it's really just an emotional thing. It's fans not wanting Vandy to get any credit for the win and in a game where they really played well. And especially on that final play, you know, it, it, for being honest, it never should have happened. It never should have been something that Vandy could have done. But on that final play, Stackhouse drew up a great play and, and they executed it perfectly. They got Santiago Vescovi to make a completely stupid play and, and crunch down and in, into the lane and leave a guy wide open at the three-point line and they won the basketball game so yeah i mean he, he does deserve credit it was a good win talking with charlie burris you can follow him on twitter at charlie underscore burris i want to put the record straight uh i'm not a vandy fan <laughs> i get associated because of this guy that i'm this vandy fan that is not the case that does not mean i'm a vols fan though I want that to be also stated in the record. <laughs> uh, so, Julian Phillips last night, obviously that play is probably swimming in a lot of volunteer fans' head right now. Uh, the the wide open lane to the basket that he pulls down and kind of what you were referencing there, that that play should have never happened because, um, one, Vandy should have never got the ball back and Vandy also shouldn't have got the ball back. And if they did, it should have been being down two scores. What were your thoughts when you saw that happen? Uh, you know, he's a freshman and, and dumb decisions happen to everybody. Uh, and that's really tough. I'm sure he wants it back. If he could do it again, you know, you saw the coaches reactions on the sideline. They were apoplectic after he did it. You know, they were just like, what were you thinking? And that's what we were all thinking at home. But of course, that's easy for us to say when we're not in there playing the game, that stuff happens in the pressure of the moment. I, I think the thing that Tennessee fans are kind of been wondering is, is there an element in Barnes coaching? Because he coaches these guys really hard. Um, and, and, you know, I, I've been to his practices a lot, and that's absolutely true. He, he really goes after them, and he calls them out in post-game press conferences. And I think there's a real complex around his players where, you know, you, you don't want to disappoint coach. You want to make sure you live up to that standard, things like that. And, and you know, you could see these guys getting tight. Getting, getting brain fog from just not wanting to make any mistakes. And then that makes you make a mistake. Um, I'm not saying that's what happened here. I can't get into Julian Phillips' mind to tell you exactly that's what occurred. Sometimes you just make stupid decisions. But uh, I know that because of the way things are going, people are speculating on Barnes like that because of his reputation as a coach. He's just – he can be a harsh guy, and and he, he asks a lot of his players. So I, I know I, – I don't necessarily blame Phillips there because here's the real truth. Tennessee shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. Uh, like, when, you, when you're playing a team that just got beat by 60 by Alabama, you know, you should probably just at least beat them by, what, 5, 10 maybe? Um, is that a whole lot to ask? I don't know. But, um, you know, regardless, I, I, I feel for the kid. It really sucks, but I'm not, I'm not going to rag on him. 
going forward with this team, I mean, there's obviously some uh, struggles uh, on the offensive side to get things done, even though, I mean, obviously you get the win uh, against Auburn, but that was a 40-point affair that gets you that win. And it's kind of felt like there just isn't that guy I, I, to, that can really reel in the points when they need them. Uh, do you think this team is going to make any kind of noise at all going into March? If they can find that guy who scores, and, and it really should be the guy that we were just talking about, Julian Phillips. He He's extremely dynamic. He's, he's probably got the highest ceiling of any athlete on that basketball team. But I, I think there's some to be said about the way that he's been coached so far. He plays tight. He plays without confidence a lot of the time. But then he'll make these incredible plays, and you go, oh, just do that. Just do that all the time, that right there. <laughs> and, and it's going to be harnessing that. Now, at the end of last season, Kennedy Chandler, the five-star player at Tennessee, had a point guard last season. He had an up-and-down year, and then – at the end of the season, going into the SEC tournament, he just he found another gear and really played well, and you know was just one of the the best guys on the floor in every single game down the stretch. If they can make a turn like that with Phillips, yeah, sure. But I'm not gonna ask that of a true freshman. Who it really should be is like an Olivier Kama. I don't know that he has that type of ability. A Santiago Vescovi. I'm not sure he has that type of ability. I know Phillips has the ability, and it's in there. It just has to be unlocked. I don't know that those other guys do. I, I really don't. Vescovi can't create his own shot. Um, you know, so Zakai Ziegler can create his own shot, can be extremely dynamic, but he's he's too short. Um, you know, he, he drives into the lane and he gets blocked. And so huh, I, I just don't know where it comes from if they're going to turn the corner. But here's the fact. I mean, they're playing historically good defense, um, you know, when, when they really put their nose to the grindstone. Vandy... Bandy didn't score besides that three-pointer. Bandy didn't score for almost the entirety of the final four minutes of that basketball game. That will get lost in the whole, you know, the whole uh, series of events there. But th this defense will continue to be good, I think. But can can they find that score? I really don't know. Well, then, in your honest opinion, do you think Tennessee might be suffering this season from being a bit overrated in public perception when the expectation maybe should have stepped back a bit? Because they've been as high as, what, three in the country? But if you don't have a score, you're just not going to win in all your games. So maybe maybe they're going to get extra heat for just an expectation that wasn't ready to be lived up to yet? It, it probably would have helped to have tough road games earlier in the season because they had, they had one. At Arizona, they almost won. They, they only lost by a few points in that one um, and played a really excellent game against Arizona. So even that one was deceiving, I think, because they played really well and, and kept pace with Arizona's offense. It is one of the best offensive games Tennessee's played all season, actually. Um, but I, I think if they would have played more games like that, they probably would have been sussed out a little bit more. You would have seen a little bit more of their character because they played a lot of bum teams coming up. You know, they played... Mississippi State just absolutely blasted them. LSU absolutely blasted them. You know, they played some of these teams that just, that even at their very best, they probably aren't going to beat this, specifically Tennessee's defense. They're just going to have a hard time. Um, so, yeah, it probably would have helped to have more games like that in the front end where you could have seen what Tennessee is. But at the same time, I mean, the ones they played, they played Kansas on a neutral floor, beat them by 15. I mean, what are, you, what are we supposed to think about that? They, be, they beat Kansas you know they they beat their head in so i don't know i it it's so confusing because when they're on they're a final 14 and i don't think you would get a lot of pushback about that 
but it is about how often they are on. They're off more than they're on. And that's an absolute fact at this point. So what do you do with that information? I'm not totally sure. But again, you go back to if they can find a way to turn it on, it is a Final Four team, uh, as crazy as that sounds after that game the, the other night. Uh, I get it. Your lane is, is balls, and God forbid any uh, media person that covers a team talk about another sport. What's your thoughts on the uh, Super Bowl coming up this week? Who you got? Oh, it's a good question. I, I mean, it's just it's got to be Mahomes, right? Like, he's just been there, done that. He's that guy. He's just that dude. Like, I – Hurt Hurts is really fun. That's a really good team, and maybe that's just a Titans fan in me, like not wanting to see AJ Brown win a Super Bowl and be rewarded for for his nonsense going out the door with the Titans. But I, yeah, I I will I'll put it this way: I'll be rooting for the Chiefs as much as that kind of hurts me to say. I don't want to do that, but I don't want to see Philadelphia win this Super Bowl either. So I, yeah, Trey uh, Smith, Trey Smith might win a Super Bowl for the Chiefs, you know. That's true. That is true. Uh, and, and I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. He's such a good dude and would love to see him win a Super Bowl. Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, I just feel like even though Mahomes is hurt and that whole narrative, like it's Pat Mahomes. I mean, he's just he's just that guy. And maybe that uh, that pressure gets to the the Eagles. So I if I was a betting man, I think that's where I would go. But I mean, Lord knows, I probably ultimately the Eagles are probably the better team overall, though. So you know, do it that way you will, I guess. Charlie Burris has been our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at Charlie underscore Burris, host of A to Z's Big Orange Podcast. We always appreciate it, Charlie. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for the invite, guys. Charlie Burris, good stuff with him there. You can always find, if you're looking for somebody really good, clear, fun to follow on Twitter, uh, talking balls and all that, Charlie is your man. Definitely want to follow him. Good stuff from Charlie.